Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are listening to us. And thank you very much for being part of this community of material business by Infinity Growth. My name is Monica Hernandez, and I'm your host. And I am very, very thankful for you to be listening or watching us and following us. It is really my pleasure to be doing this um, interviews. Today, we have a really special guest, Dr. Sustran. Thank you so much for coming into the podcast and being with us today. Thank you, Monica, for inviting me for this podcast. It's an honor to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. That's wonderful. I'm going to allow myself to read your bio because it is very interesting. And as a matter of fact, today we are starting the section that is going to be dedicated to a lot of the things that we talk about a lot in the podcast, which is sustainability, circular economy. How do we do to contribute to this uh, change that we so want and then start doing things in a better way. So it is, you are the first panelist that is going to come in opening this section. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. So Dr. Susan Sahin is an environmentalist and horticultural scientist. She's an assistant professor and head of the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Center at the UMM Alcuin University. She's an active researcher and multidisciplines and pioneer in essential oils with seated publications in prestigious journals in the field. Dr. Shaheen is well known for her green initiatives related to natural conservation and natural-based solutions to cope with climate change implications. She is the she is a UAE chapter leader for women in renewable, renewable energy, WIRE, a member of the Sustainable Use and Livelihood Specialist Group at the International Union for Conservation Nature, IUCN, and a member in the research clusters of the Ministry of Climate Change Environment in UAE. She is also a social media influencer with views above 300K with her social media accounts are followed by more than 6K uh, people. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you for this introduction. And pleasure to speak with you about uh, uh, sustainability development goals. Uh, and uh, I believe that uh, the discussion will be more oriented to SDG 4, which is the quality education. So, uh, to say the truth, I wanted this uh, podcast to be fluent, and that's why uh, we didn't actually uh, decide what would be the questions, what would be the answers. We want the discussion to be full, and that's how, inshallah, the impact will be um, as we wish. Um, so uh, we want the discussion from to be from the heart to the people, so it will be delivered. And that so is where to start, Monica. From where to start when we are speaking about SDG four? Absolutely, and thank you for that clarification. A lot of people that come to the post podcast they ask me to have the questions 
uh, beforehand to be really prepared. But I really like when people like you said, you know what, let's just dive into it and then speak by my heart and then just let's do it. It is the first time that I met you and I, I saw you speaking uh, on that conference with so much passion about it. I said, I need to talk to her. I need to, and we have that commonality. So definitely something that comes into place. So thank you for being so spontaneous and then being uh, here today, talking from your heart and then in things that really, really are interesting. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you end up looking for SDG number four? Uh, what is that you like doing uh, while working in SDG number four? Okay, so um, I would like to appreciate the introduction that uh, you provided. Basically, I'm an assistant professor working at Omar Cohen University, so I'm an educator. And um, uh, because of that, I'm really interested in SDG 4, which is a quality education. Generally speaking, I'm, I'm interested in all SDGs being environmentalist. So um, I, um, I will not speak uh, more about myself. This is enough what you mentioned. But let's dig into that topic, uh, uh, the quality education, which uh, which means a lot to me as an educator who respects uh, herself and really passionate about creating a change in the community from the education perspective. And you know, Monica, when we are speaking about education, we are speaking about um, the, the starting point of all job opportunities in the market. We in the education, we are feeding the job market. This is a reality, right? Because the students, they are starting their journey with us as educators from the schools and then the higher education. So the responsibility is really big and equality. Everyone is speaking about equality, but I want in this podcast to give like special insights to the listeners to speak about uh, topics related to this aspect that they may not hear others speaking about. So I, I don't want to speak about statistics, facts, and so on, but instead of that, let's speak about stories. Let's speak about insights from the heart of the universities, from the heart of the lecturers, and um, some insights from lecturers who spent more than 10 years now in this industry. So um, let's start um, speaking about the sectors of the education uh, um, and the educational system, let's say. So basically, if we want to uh, to highlight the main aspects of this, uh, um, of the educational uh, process. So we would say we have the educators myself and my colleagues and we have also the receiver of the service the students and within between we are all working under the umbrella of the educational institution so when we are speaking about quality we are speaking about equality under this umbrella what's going on 
how how you can maintain the quality the sustainable quality for for the educator and from the perspective of the students because they are receiving the service and within between what's the duty of an institution because we are all working under this uh, um under this main aspect so i'm really excited to speak about different topics from this perspective and you know speaking about equality this is not an easy matter when we are really digging for um for action oriented and we are looking for creative change quality monica is more than paperwork it's more than reports or standards that we meet it's beyond that and this is really making me all the time passionate about creating equality in the educational sector from my humble job how i'm going to create quality education for my students for my colleagues for my institution and the moment i became become uh influencing others to do similar job this this moment i feel like you know you gave me like 1 million dollar this is my success this is yeah this is the success this is the glory moment to me um and uh, you know when we speak about education uh i i remember monica when i was small in the school i used to hear from different teachers uh, when they are angry of us i wish you become a teacher or educator in the future so i i grow with having in mind that becoming educator is a tough a tough work it's boring it's a headache it's time consuming it's not enjoyable uh, and i grow with this in my unconscious and when i graduated from the university i was looking for uh, for a work and it happened that i uh, had the chance to uh, to have job opportunity as science teacher in the school and to say the truth monica i was afraid because of these backgrounds the voices i had of course of becoming educator this is like oh my god now my life will become miserable and then like surprise happened i felt like oh my god you know when you when you feel that you are created for this this happened with me so i felt oh so why i heard these stuff from uh, the teachers but what do you think? What do you think? The, what was the reason? I think people speak from their own experiences. And if they don't, if they don't really like what they are doing, they, the start, they start planting seeds in people's minds. And what you have said is so important because we do have a responsibility. And I keep saying this, we do, we are responsible and we are responsible to educate and especially educators that have the opportunity to be in front of younger minds. Everything that they say, everything that they do 
there is a lot of eyes and a lot of conscious minds looking at them and following them. So it's really a responsibility. So if they don't like it, obviously the projection of the energy that they do is not the best. And it goes with anything, right? It's just that in this field, it's a little bit more delicate because you have a lot of younger minds that are shaping. So how are you shaping those minds? And how are you motivating those little hearts to become their best? Okay, so actually, I I think the first step for that is to be myself. And whatever I say, I have to do. Excellent. I have to be yeah, I have to be a role model <laughs> for, uh, for my uh, students. So to inspire them, really, I have to be myself and I have uh, to, to do and follow what I advise them to do. You know, Monica, when, for example, you, you hear a doctor speaking, smoking is bad for health. Smoking is going to, to cause these harmful illnesses. And then, and then you see him or her smoking. Oh my God. Okay. I, I, I totally, I totally agree that it's his, um, freedom and he's a human being or she's a human being. She has the right to do what she wants to do. Um, but if we become, uh, realistic and if we become, uh, what we say, um, uh, what we advise, if we, if we can influence ourselves and affect uh, our decisions, then only we can affect others. How I'm going to 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 influence others? Stop smoking. Why I'm cannot? I cannot do it. I cannot. So basically, my even my voice is not convincing. My message is not convincing. That's how I'm not going to influence others. So, I I, I think maybe I answered your question. Yep, absolutely, you do. And it is exactly what I think we should do. Like we should, we should be who we are saying we are and we should be, um, we should become that person that we wish, right? So I always say you need to become the change you so want in the world. Everyone wants wonderful things and who doesn't want this and who doesn't want sustainability to work? Well, what are you doing? Like from this place right now, what are you doing to influence and then to make it around you? So thank you very much for all your efforts because that has a ripple effect. Like you mentioned, not only with your students, but with people that are around you, other educators, even even the administrative uh, folks around you. And like, it becomes um, energetically, you are influencing other people. And that is very important. Thank you, Monica. And like you had, it's really fine to be vulnerable in front of students. With example, if I am saying, for example, telling the students, eat healthy, be healthy, and so on. And for myself, 
I'm trying, I'm trying. So be honest with the students. Tell them, that, by the way, if there is any, let's say, uh, any work on progress happening and um, I'm working hard to achieve that best version of myself, this ins will inspire the students more than if I told them I, I already am, I'm already this person. If I'm telling them, okay, I'm in the journey of changing and I'm taking, taking you with me in the journey of changing. We want all to change together for the best of our, our life, our body, our future. I believe this is more appreciated. This would be more appreciated and more, um, more influencing and inspiring. So even for me, Monica, even if um, I'm doing, let's say, things that that are not ideal, this is this is actually real life. We are all we are not ideal, no, not ideal people, but we are trying. We are trying, and um, this is uh, the honesty that we are keep trying. So even if we are uh, in uh, a stage that we are doing really good sustainable behaviors or good uh, healthy behavior, but always there are more and more um, targets to hit. Mm -hmm. So it's fine to to be transparent with the students. This will influence them best, I believe. I think so too. Yeah, and you know, some educators, they, they think, no, if I will say this, my image will be affected. They will not trust me. No, they will trust you because how your image will be when they will see you, for example, eating junk food, let's say you are telling eat healthy and then they see you frequently eating um, junk food. Then this is something that you, you will be shame, feel shame of, but be true, true with them. I know, I know guys that this is difficult. I'm facing the same issue. This junk food is really delicious and it's really uh, crispy and so on. You share with them like, I'm, I'm with you on board. I'm not from another planet. <laughs> I'm doing the mistakes, but I'm trying. I'm trying. So, yeah. That is a really good point um, that you're making. Do you have, like, how do you achieve that? Like, how can you be so authentic? Because I, I, for sure, being a leader myself for so many years, it takes a lot of self-work and it takes a lot of, uh, you know, barriers to, to jump. Um, what is your tip? What can you tell other educators, other people that are perhaps thinking on, okay, I want to do that, but how is that? you are in this place? What is one tip there or some tip that you want to share? Okay, Dusi, thank you for this wonderful question. Uh, Dusi, there are different tips, but if I want to see one, I would say uh, the uh, thirsty for uh, enhancement, being, um, feeling like you want, you want more and more uh, better version of yourself. Uh, you are thirsty for uh, learning new stuff, for discovering new stuff. And Monica, this will lead you to discover more and more about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like 
life it's like personal discovery journey so when 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 i'm trying to learn new stuff i ask myself why why i'm doing that so the why is have high weight in my life why i'm doing this why i'm teaching my students why and why and this the answer for why is the reason why i wake up every every day as seeking for uh knowledge a feeling thirsty for development so professional development and the continuous education the continuous learning it never end and to say the truth monica before like before months we had a workshop in my university and one of the colleagues he told me uh, he was obviously not satisfied about having a workshop he was like it's obvious that he is not comfortable to have workshops and to to learn a new stuff um because some people they 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 will not have curiosity i don't know why at a specific age they feel it's done what i learned i learned now i don't want to learn anything it's the moment for harvesting but come on are you going to be sustainable if you are harvesting based on what you have you have to keep cultivating in order to have new harvests otherwise you are not sustainable in what you are doing so what he said i i i, I was looking for the workshop oppositely he so he told me you are lucky because you are the, not in my age so you are uh, uh, um, you are passionate about learning but for me no time is over oh my god for me okay i ask myself I, I, am i going to say this when i will when we reach his age and i i answered it honestly honestly i i was honest with myself i felt no I was curious all the time when I was 10 years old, 20, uh, and same now, same, same thirsty for knowledge, same curiosity. And I, I, I predict I will stay same because I want more and more best for my future and more for my life. So why, why some people, they feel that age is a barrier. Age can stop me from uh, educating myself or continuing the educational uh, journey. If I have this belief that done, I, I learned, I'm now a doctor, done, done, done. If I'm having this mindset, I'm telling and delivering message to my students that after graduation, guys, you are, uh, you are done with education, bye-bye education, no need for continuing the education and this is not the truth we need to continue education that that the future is really challenging and we believe we believe that we it's obvious the job market is really become, becoming more and more competitive so this message is not going to work with the students if if they will have this belief that some of us will have it's at the end of the story it's it's uh, not going to um positively affect 
development and the prosperity of our future uh, world and generation. There will be obviously no sustainability at all level, no sustainability of success, no sustainability of even uh, knowledge and the productivity. It all started from education. And uh, if I'm thirsty for knowledge, I will also uh, separate this positive view to others that they will have also the same passion to, to continue. She's learning. She is up to date. She is improving. I want also to be like her. And this is another thing, Monica, I'm doing now. I, uh, I had a meeting before a couple of days and I was sharing a research topic and I, I, I was really glad to see that the topic inspired my colleagues who are from other uh, topics to do new research projects for themselves. So, you know, when I, when I'm doing this and see these, um, uh, results, I feel that I'm, I'm in the right track. I'm, um, I'm influencing my students, my colleagues. I'm really in the right track. And the reason of that, I'm the person who is doing what, what I'm, I'm loving. I'm in the right place. And I remember before less than 10 years, I had a chance to, um, um, to, uh, to uh, um, to have uh, one person from higher administration to attend one of my lectures. Uh, so he told me, Susan, you seem created to be educator. I I was like, I never thought about this before. Uh, and uh, even if I thought about it, it was not strong. But when you hear a person with that, with, with that strong position telling you this, you feel, oh, so I'm, I'm really worth why all that is to create a change, to create a change that is for the sake of not only my humanity, my, my, my students, not only for the sake of the community, my community, but for the sake of a human being generally, generally. I love it. I love it because that is exactly before being anything, before being engineers, educators, parents, before being anything, we are human beings. And if we indeed, like you are rightly saying, if we want to be sustainable as individuals, as a community, as a country, as anything, we need to be, uh, you know, influenced in the right way. So you have mentioned, and I have written here three words and that have been consistently coming out. So one of them is motivation. The second one is authenticity. And the third one is vulnerability. So I think that when you merge all those three, then you have a really good recipe to help you, you know, being the person uh, that you want to be. You are authentic, you speak from your heart, you are doing what you say, what you're doing. Uh, at the same time, that same energy uh, motivates people around you and then it makes, normalizes 
uh, vulnerability. We all are, again, humans. We all have flaws. And your desire to be better, it is nothing to be ashamed of. It's at the opposite. Is like you said, inviting others to go with you in this journey makes them part of what we want, the community, yourself and everything. So we come with everyone and then we, we hopefully get together uh, in a better, in a better space. So that is, that is really awesome. I just wanted to summarize because I have been taking notes and those three things came up more and more. So that is really fantastic. So what do you think are the biggest challenges and opportunities when we speak about SDG number four, which is quality of education? And especially in, from your perspective in UAE. Okay. The challenges, let's speak first about the challenges. And okay, this is a big question. This, this is a big question. The challenges, Monica. See, I will not speak about the challenges from, um, from the perspective, the common perspective, but I, I will try to help some uh, other uh, other aspects of the challenges for the quality education monica um i i i think i think that the education the education nowadays see really really there is big effort done to say the truth a uh, big effort done in order to uh, to make sure that quality education is delivered and for for that sake you will hear so many um, institutions they are targeting to get accreditation to get the specific uh, you know equality uh, equality standards but you know monica quality is beyond reports to be submitted quality beyond uh, beyond let's say what you mentioned in your cv or what you mentioned uh, um, uh, in a meeting um measuring equality is really difficult um although there are different indicators and although the institutions they are trying to 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 meet these uh, uh, standards quality standards but all the time i ask myself if the quality is on paper only or it's a reflection of reality and the worst case scenario if you get attention and the full attention to uh, to writing the quality on the paper, but you don't, don't get attention to what's going on inside the classroom, what's going on with the student life and how they are really affected from the, the educational deliverables. So I keep asking myself, and let me share with you, let me share with you this story. Imagine, for example, an educator 
who is doing the great job. He is taking care of the education, uh, not from the perspective of knowledge, uh, uh, let's say, uh, delivering, but from the perspective of application. And he or she is really passionate about um, making the students apply the knowledge and gaining the skills. Imagine this educator who is doing this great job and then let's say he he should submit a report and because he have many things to mention in that report he didn't submit the report on time he 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 submitted next day let's say and then the line manager said that this is like this is not acceptable you accept you submitted after the deadline by hours basically and you froze for a little bit yeah yep do you think do you think monica that this educator would be comfortable to continue doing what he is doing he will I believe, review his priorities because what he or she did in the classrooms, what, what all eports done, the life changing that the stories that the students mentioning, if for example, all this is not taken in consideration and just because, just because the submission of a report was, was just after the deadline by hours and doesn't then warning letter. So what the, what is the the consequences of this? I believe I believe that the decision makers in the in the educational institutions should seek for integrated equality. So delivering and submitting reports on time, of course, this is really important. But there are different parts of the story. You cannot rely just on on just one aspect and ignore many things because this is a message for educator to start a review of the priorities and the priority here okay i see what is the priority of the institution they need submission of reports they need submission of uh, based on deadlines that's it nobody cares about what i'm doing in the class nobody cares about the successful stories uh, that that happening with the students so i believe that there are different responsibilities and you know the decision makers and the people who have the authority and the power in the academic institutions should should be flexible and should be aware about the real indicators of equality not focusing only submission of of materials or reports or no having like um, maybe new indicators that that measure the things that is difficult to be measured based on conventional and indicators so the 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 challenge of how we can how we can um achieve real equality real equality not because we have the specific um, accreditation, 
but really quality. Like for example, the graduates from specific university, they are creating and making real job and excellent job in the market. These graduates from that particular university, they are outstanding in performing tasks and meeting, uh, let's say, uh, specific outcomes. Um, so the quality issue, the reality behind the quality issue, I, I believe this is a big challenge. And another challenge, actually there are different challenges, but uh, for the sake of time, uh, let me speak about, uh, you know, Monica, uh, when, when the person, when, especially the educator, when the person is an educator and he is, he is just performing a job. Education. And when we speak about equality, education cannot suit this equation that I'm performing a duty because this duty affecting, affecting all the life of, of the individuals in the community. So I believe when any person wants to become an educator, teacher or lecturer or assistant professor, there should be specific criteria. And in that criteria, the vision and mission of the person should be matching with the vision and mission of the educational process. If this, this match is not existed, I will invite that person honestly to seek for another industry to work in because education is not a business. It's not a business. It's not, uh, it's not a normal job. This job has so many weight, ethical weight, moral weight. Um, so it cannot be a normal, another normal job. But to say the truth, Monica, I, I, I see in my, in my life, different people who are performing the job. That's why they are not influencing others. That's why the students are not gaining the, the outcomes that they deserve to have. And that's why at the end we see, and we find that the education equality is not in place because the educators are not the right ones to do it, to do the job. But at the same time, Monica, the institutions, the academic institutions should reward actually the educators. And here, let's speak about the salaries, the salary issue. In different countries, to say the truth, educators are not the people who, who, who paid the highest payment. Maybe it's with an average or below the average. But these people, they are creating the change, the right change in the community. I think now, see, when we are in this age, from time to time, you can record some stories from the childhood and from the school times, right? So, where was in that story? The educator or the teacher? So, the institutions, the whole education and uh, um, institutions and process should find a way to, to reward, actually, the educators. 
not only uh, based on the salaries, but also tapping other aspects. The mental health. The mental health of educators. Let's say if the educator is under stress from different perspective and he is not comfortable and he feel like uh, he's a person who can be dismissed from the job all the time. If you didn't do this job, you are going to be fired. You are, if, if he mentally feel like powerless, how he is going to, uh, to make students feel powerful? If, if the mental health, if, if, if your mental health is not a priority for your line manager, how do you think that you are going to perform uh, your, uh, your duty? So this is another duty for the institutions to try to, uh, to take care of the mental health, give more flexibility to, uh, especially educators and the team who's working with the educators because here magic is created. Actually, um, the graduates who, who are the graduates, uh, our, uh, uh, our own son, our own daughter is, is right. They are actually the, uh, the receiving the service of education. We are not speaking about, uh, students from another planet. We are speaking about our families. Yeah. The next, the future generations. So mental health, unfortunately for some people, they, and some, for some managers, it's not priority. What I need from you submit to me, uh, deliverables submit reports, um, do the task and your mental health can be a priority or cannot based on the manager. So if you are lucky, you will, uh, you will have this bonus, but it's not a bonus. Actually, it's not a bonus. It's a human right to be, to, to be fair in the UAE, Monica, uh, there is, there is excellent report done. Uh, we, we see recently different aspects, uh, uh, it's supported. For example, now, nowadays we are recording this wonderful podcast and we are in Ramadan. Um, uh, so, uh, um, from the, from the country, they decided that the educational sector will have a Friday off. So we will have like three days, Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sundays during Ramadan. I mean. There's, there's really support. They are trying to, to give, um, a special place and a special care for education and amazing efforts is done to say the truth, but, but we are ambitious. We want, we want more and more, and we are discussing like what more and more can add value and the, the main objective at the end is the students and their future which is going to shape our future, everyone's future, the humanity future. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to be in a better, better world, better sustainable world. So yeah. Absolutely. And I think it is, it is once we understand that, and you have touched so many important and everything that you say is absolutely true is if we are shaping humans. We are not making 
I don't know, chocolate or uh, something else. It's like we are taping our future as humans. We are taping the people that are going to take care of us when we are older. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how, how are you uh, contributing to that? So definitely. And I appreciate that, you know, UAE is doing a lot of efforts um, and definitely mental health and what you have said about this is not just a task this is just not something that i go punch and then work my eight hours punch back and then go home this is like we said from the beginning this comes with a responsibility uh not only for yourself but for like the rest of of us as, as a community as a country as a that's a human race, so it is It is definitely important. We are almost at the end of the podcast. Time has flown so fast. Um, maybe you want to give a message uh, to the audience that is listening to us and that is, you know, watching us. What would you like to say to them? Okay. Good question. Okay. See, for example, in the UAE, uh, this year is the year of sustainability, 2023. So I would like you to take the chance, Monica, to invite every person who is listening to this podcast uh, to take care uh, of uh, sustainability, to practice sustainability uh, at our, our life level. See, sustainability is not something that I hear on... Uh, on the news or I hear just uh, or read in newspapers or social media. This is something that I have I have to to perform on on daily matter uh, on daily basis. Uh, so uh, I have to try to be sustainable. And uh, one important aspect for being sustainable is um, uh, being sustainable at the level of uh, of health uh, and when i say sustainable uh, from the health perspective so i would say healthy body healthy mind so yeah we have to take care about what we hear control what what we think and education is a key actually in all this uh, um, education is a beautiful light that can uh, always take care of our uh, of our mind of our uh, soul and body so i would advise everyone to uh, to give attention to their sustainable uh, sustainable uh, body mind and um, then i i will be uh, uh, I would be happy to, to see people having sustainable life at all aspects. And then only we will have sustainable uh, communities. So it, it will not start from outside. It will start from, from my own, own, own life. So I, I keep telling my students, see, no one will, will change uh, your life until you change it by your hand. Uh, and to do that, in most of the cases, uh, or okay, let's say in, 
let's say, and it happened that uh, when we are teaching the students, we tell them with the, with the up-to-date knowledge. Okay, I, I wish that it's up-to-date knowledge, but uh, how they see the link between the knowledge and my feelings, my beliefs. If I can convince the students to uh, uh, to not have the knowledge only, but to connect it to the feelings, then only they can do it. Because in reality, the actions will be will will be derived from knowledge, feelings. It will happen. It will happen then. So when we are speaking about quality education and sustainability, I believe that what what I highlighted at the end are key factors for this. Sustainability should be starting uh, from the individual life and to, to have sustainable life, we have to have sustainable health. To have sustainable health, we have to, ha to have sustainable uh, thoughts, mind. And this is all starting from education. And to have quality education, it should, uh, should touch new dimensions beyond knowledge. Knowledge, changing the attitudes by touching the feelings, then only magic can happen. Results, real results can happen. Then we can say, oh, we have quality education. Ja that changed everyone's life for the better. Beautiful closure. I, I really appreciate that. And then being able to, I believe the only way we can influence and create that ripple effect is if that really comes from a place from your heart and then if you believe in it and to believe in it you have to leave it you have to be it and to be it you have to connect it so you have to be careful to what you say like i said before to yourself uh what are you saying to yourself how are you treating yourself how are you let, let me just close this with a little story that I heard the other day and perhaps you can use it if you feel like in the future. When you are going with a friend and then the friend picks you up in the car. So I'm picking you up, Dr. Suzanne, and I come and then you come into my car and my car is spotless. It's super clean. It doesn't have any, you know, dust or any is super clean outside and inside. Like you treat, how do you treat that car? You're like, okay, I, I'm going to behave. I'm not going to throw my, you know, my garbage here because this car, she takes care of the car. I, I feel that. Now, if I'm coming and picking you up and then my car is full of trash, I have bottles of water, I have, you know, the fries, uh, leftovers and packages and then fishes here and there is so dirty. You don't mind putting your feet over this chair. And then if your, your shoes are a little dirty, that's doesn't matter because it would want add a little bit of dirt to the car. It's the same with yourself, right? The way you treat yourself. The way you treat yourself, you're teaching others how they should treat you. Yes, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. 
So it is, it is a beautiful analogy that I read the other day and I was like, oh my God, this is so on point. How are you projecting that treatment of yourself will determine how people treat you? So definitely. Yeah. So that's why educators, they have to respect themselves. They have to reward themselves, not to wait others to do it. But it's all when you respect yourself, you will treat students how not actually to, to uh, respect you, but to respect themselves. Absolutely. So in the future, we will have a graduate that respects their positions, respects their, their uh, uh, names, family names, countries. So we would have a community that respects uh, every, every person. Yeah, this is actually what we want. And Definitely. we are in the right direction. Uh, we are in the right direction. Absolutely. And with these spaces that we open up and then we speak about it, we are confirming that we are, there is more, more from our side, I think, and then we can do good things if we can share and then we can bring people are listening to us. So thank you so much for being here. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Uh, I for sure feel we need to keep on this discussion and I will, I will really, um, like to invite everyone that is listening or watching us to keep on posted and then subscribe and send this to everyone that you think should be a receiver of, of the newsletter or the podcast. So we can create that ripple effect. And Dr. said, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you here. Likewise. Thank you. Um, I'm really glad to be, uh, to be with you, Eka. Uh, the way that you ask questions, it's really, uh, it has, uh, um, good energy, honesty. I can feel it. And who, whoever will listen to this podcast will feel the same. Thank you so much for having me with you. Thank you. Thank you very much and have a great evening. Thank you. Likewise.